everyone. It's Finn here from the SDGC here with my boy Justin to talk about Ghost Runner 2, the surprise sequel to one of the best surprise indie hits I've ever played. It was the the best cyberpunk game released in fall of 2020 and developed by a Polish studio. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong that uh, times have changed. But yeah, that in 2020, that was very much true. Ghost Runner 2. Um, I'm going to call it, I'm going to say the tagline should have been Jack is back. Uh, Oh yeah, definitely. It's definitely a, um, a wasted opportunity. But so for those that don't know, Ghost Runner was literally just like the name says, you play something called a Ghost Runner. The whole game was what if Mirror's Edge and Cyberpunk had a baby? And Mirror's, it was like Mirror's Edge plus Hotline Miami gameplay wise. Yeah. And you played as a cyborg ninja where one hit equal death and you would restart and it forced you to do these incredible acrobatic runs through these enemy or platform uh, hazard filled rooms. And when you finally got through something, you felt so accomplished. You felt yeah, you felt like a god like there were entire levels that didn't have floors uh there there's where you're just like chaining wall jumps and and attacks and stuff it's it's one of the most brilliantly designed like first person platformers i think i've ever played um it it was tough but it was so fast to get back in and like that, the checkpointing it, that's was good. the key yeah that's the key that makes this game work if you had even a few seconds of load time between deaths you wouldn't do it but it's the you press a button boom you're back the fact that every time you finished a, a room of enemies or a section of platforming you got a checkpoint you never felt frustrated. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was one. It was one. It was like one of those games where it it is a very difficult game. Yeah, but it's in a way that like they want you to succeed. They don't want you to get upset. Um, like it it, it was the way I like difficult games to be, where I can just get right back in. I can learn the encounter. Yep. I can learn the section, and I can just keep practicing till I. Weirdly get it. enough, it's more Mega Man than uh like dark souls yeah it's learning enemy patterns yeah which yeah you know what i mean um now so to go to ghost run to know justin has played the demo yeah I, I played the demo that released on psn about a month ago correct i got to play the full game and so on purpose i'm not all right a game like this doesn't really have quote-unquote spoilers there is a much stronger emphasis on plot in this game uh not to its detriment, but just they're they're fleshing out the world. Uh, so it picks up right after where more or less right after where the first game ended, where you've defeated the keymaster and the um the architect, and you've more or less liberated the tower. But now, but now you got to clean up the tower. Correct, because power vacuums have appeared, and there's all kinds of factions, and you're working with one of the factions to kind of unite the tower and get everyone back on track. But what really matters is that the game takes everything Ghost Runner 1 does, ports it over to Ghost Runner 2, and then makes every aspect of it seem even more refined. Like, just to test out this theory, I went back halfway through to go back to Ghost Runner 1, and I was like, wow, Ghost Runner 1 is still really fun but you can immediately feel how Ghost Runner 2 is an evolution and an upgrade in all regards. I mean, I could tell just from, you know, starting the demo, you know, just a handful of stuff that was moved over and the, you know, couple extra additions that were in the demo just felt really good and just had that little bit extra polish um, to them and flowed so well and fit within, like, the tool set that you had in the first game. 
um, and just expanded it. Um, and it, like, I was very impressed with that just like, just from the demo. So I imagine, you know, the final game goes even farther. And I'm going to say like, even if you never played the first one, there's no barrier to entry. Yeah. No, like like, just jump into two. Yeah. The first, the first game, like there was a story, but like, if you're familiar with cyberpunk media at all, you, you know what the story is. (laughs) That's the thing. Like the story is well told. The, the, the voice acting is solid. But you're not playing Ghost Runner because of the plot. Now, Ghost Runner 2 is trying to make its plot more meaningful. Uh, like, in between series of platforming sections, you'll be brought back to, like, a hub area oh, where cool. you will talk to important NPCs, get more lore and your next, like, quest. You'll, there's now an area where you can dedicate, upgrade your character. Like, you'll find... One of the coolest things uh, this one does is, in part one, you had to install the chip to see hidden items around the, the area yeah this yeah. is just built into it and so not only do you find like items and new sword skins and stuff like that but you'll also find like ram upgrades or motherboard upgrades oh cool that then expand your ability to slot do, in yeah because does it still do the upgrade how it the does. upgrades worked in the first game like you kind of had to tetris your upgrades so that's not the case anymore okay. So what you do now have is you can buy you when you kill enemies or perform challenge rooms like there's challenge rooms now where it's like uh, complete this obstacle course and pass through all the rings in X amount of time. And you'll get like a thousand, two thousand, three thousand like coins or credits or whatever they're going to call it. They're calling it. And then you use that to buy the upgrade chips. Gotcha. And then but that's only one part of it. Then you have your upgrade section where you have to slot in the chips but in order to do that you have to have enough motherboard space in your like suit to do that and then that's where the the motherboard chips come in they expand your ability to do it and all the chips have like really cool upgrade paths where this let's say this chip allows you to reflect bullets directly back at the at the uh the source Mm -hmm. instead of just in a straight line yeah so you can do that and then there's also like a chip that uh like reduces the stamina used per dash. So, okay, cool. but then they'll say if you make this chip the last chip in its line, then it'll further increase the stamina uh, savings. So it kind of challenges you to mix and match accordingly. Yeah. Uh, so the hub boy area is a big change. The other big change is uh the the quality of life stuff. Right off the bat, you're given the shurikens. It's no longer like yeah. a. Uh, uh, a, a tool like yeah. a, a special ability um you can also parry melee attacks yeah I, both of, both of those were in the demo and yes. i really pre- appreciated both of those because like like i mean the the time the window of timing on that parry is tight of course but it at least feels like now, you, now it's something that you can like legitimately do um to defend yourself against some of the situations where yeah. you just get to the point where it's like and oh, one no. of the early upgrades is opening up that window for perfect carries I, I which fig- is I nice fi- i figured that would be that would definitely be one of the but things. it's oh man and also it, just having the shurikens from early on is nice just because it gives you just a little bit more flexibility in how you're um how you're able to approach situations instead of just having to rely on the sword all the time. And speaking of how you want to approach situations, the levels in this are a lot more open-ended. There's a lot more bigger areas with multiple paths you could take to chain through all the enemies. Like before, there was only really one way you could more or less go. And this one, it opens it up more for you. And so you can experiment more, but... There's more improvisation. Correct. Everything. But but the tight controls, 
the fluid action, and the ability to immediately jump right back in when you fail is all still there, and it's fantastic. Sorry, what version did you play again? Um, I, I played the demo on PS5. PS5. Okay. So uh, I, I, we were given a, uh, graciously given a code for the PS5 version. Okay, cool. Um, and they must feel very good about this game because those codes went out like three plus weeks before launch. Nice. Uh, which gave, is, gave you plenty of time to. Exactly. And so I do want to talk about And one it's launching thing. in a crowded time too. It, so it's nice yes. to give people time to actually but that's, to play the that's game. That's the other thing. Like the, the balls, the confidence to say, the, you, you know the month that Spider-Man, Sonic, Mario, and all this stuff's dropping? Ghost Runner 2 as well. And you know what? And it's a testament to the quality of this game that I am not, I, I'm not, a, I'm, it, it belongs in that conversation. I will, it, this game 100% is making my top 10 list of the year. Like, well, and that, and that says a lot in 2023. Yeah. And I, rem- I remember discovering the first game because it was at PAX. Um, yep. And I was just wandering around and I, I, found, I found the booth where they were and I talked, talked to, the, to the crew that was there and I played the demo that they had there. And I remember coming back to the hotel room later that day and like, guys, you got to check this shit out. Like, um, it was just one of those things that just, it like clicked with me immediately. hundred percent. Um, so one thing that is also in the demo, but also features prevalently, um, in the, sh- in the game is the new motorcycle. The, mo- the, motorcycle, the motorcycle is so free. The demo does not even begin to mm. comprehend how good the motorcycle sections are. The, the motorcycle sh- section in the demo was like, it's so fast. And like you're you're driving straight up walls and do- and dodging stuff. It's su- it's such a cool addition, and just like the huge increase in speed. Yes, is j- just math. It's just massive. Like it's such a shock to the system because like Ghost Runner is not a slow game by any Ew. means, but then they accelerate you that much. Now, one really cool thing is that this game right off the bat, like in the first. 20-ish minutes of the game, they drop you into this incredible boss battle. There are, like, one-on-one boss battle duels because the main gist of the plot, and I'll only tell you, like, the early, early, like, opening 30-minute stuff, involves um, a group of rogue ghost runners coming back into the tower to revive their leader who died somehow and uh, exact exact and trying to exact their revenge or take over the tower, whatever, now that the key master's gone. And you immediately fight one of like his lieutenants, and that fight is so freaking cool. Yeah, because there there was a couple fights like that in the first game, but one of my major criticisms with the first game was the boss fights. Um, do you count the tower as a boss fight? Yeah, I do. That <laughs> that was that that everybody agrees that that was the worst part of that. <laughs> okay, there's it's like a pseudo platforming challenge slash like boss thing but you felt so good when you did it, it felt good when you finally finished it but it was so goddamn hard and it went on for a long time but there were a couple like one-on-one fights like with hell that yeah. were really cool and hell's actually the dlc, DLC character yep. from the first game um so it that's cool they decided to focus more up on that especially probably with the parry and stuff those get really yep. fun. uh the parry system and the blocking system as a whole just having the ability to block um and, and, and so it becomes a dance, right? Like you have a set stamina bar and that stamina bar is used for your shuriken projectiles. It's used for your dodge. It's used for your block. So what do you want to spend your stamina on? Because once that stamina is out, you've pretty much guaranteed a death. 
So it gets really cool really fast. Nice. So any questions from you as someone that's played the demo and is a fan of the first one that you want to talk about the second one? So you mentioned the hub world. I, I love I love a good hub world stuff. Does it like evolve as you go through the game and stuff, or is it kind of just you just go back here at the like at the end of a mission? I will say that things change. Things change. Okay. That, 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 there's so little to spoil in this game that I don't want to. That makes there sense. Are, there are gonna be new abilities and new maneuvers and 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 things that you won't expect like the motorcycle uh but because the motorcycle is like the big thing in like the, correct in that's the, reveal the big trailer. push yes is that he i will say it's really cool that the game eventually breaks out of just the tower you do start experiencing different locales beyond just yeah it seems like cyberpunk the demo, dystopia yeah it seems like the demo was hinting at that right at the end yeah so that's really cool um what were like your like main complaints or like areas that you thought they could improve from the first game? And how do you, do you think the second game addressed those? So I briefly mentioned this to you is that I think that the changes to the control scheme work incredibly well. Uh, the, the way that um, the jump and dash buttons have been tweaked, uh, I think work really well because the first game I play, I still play, even though I played it on PC, I still play it with a controller. So m- making a jump and dodge and attack and like block all the shoulder buttons works, but it's so much nicer to have some of that map to the face buttons this time. So that was a quality of life thing. I really liked, I really liked giving you the shurikens um, instead of it being one of your like, energy gauge specials yeah. like in the first game it's just a default thing that uses stamina um and i really do love the new parry um mechanic because they mix in so many more melee enemies instead of just people with guns the melee enemies were also such a cool like part of the first game but like they were annoying because like it was sometimes <laughs> it wasn't clear like who swung first yeah and it was just whether you got to continue or not. Yes. Um. So yeah, like the the addition of the parry, I think will probably probably facilitates those being able to be more common, more interesting. And I do encounters. like that they th- there's a lot more verticality in this one as well because the levels are more open. So discovering secrets feels a lot more rewarding. Looking like, for the secrets in the in the first game was really annoying. Yes. Like they were well hidden and like annoying to get through. Whereas this one, because they pop up on the auto map or the mini map automatically, you then start trying to search for where that entrance is. And it leads to some really cool moments of trying to get there. And then unlike the first game, the rewards in this one benefit you as a character because you're unlocking more motherboard space or unlocking yeah. more like currency to buy new upgrades and chips. So the first one was more like if you didn't care about like items with like lore descriptions or a different colored sword skin there was really no point yeah like because I, I remember you know i like the lore stuff but like most of the collectibles were just different swords and i thought the like default sword looked super cool yeah <laughs> i was like i, I didn't really want i didn't so, really want to change it I mean, so i do like that they've actually added some like usefulness and utility to the collectibles as well um but damn let me i mean this game just is buttery smooth. Like they somehow made it feel even better to play. And the first game felt exactly great. Like, like it. It they, this could have been such a, a lateral evolution of a sequel, 
but they elevated it. And I, it's just this team, um, one more level, I believe is their name or yeah, I'm going to look that up now. Cause I feel like I'm doubting myself, but you talk real quick. So w- were there any like further additions that you thought yeah, one more level one published more level, by yeah. 504, but developed by one more level 505, you mean? 505, yeah. 504 is my yeah. area code. <laughs> <laughs> Doxing yourself on our Ghost Runner That's stream. Right. NOLA Nerdcast. I can't imagine what the NOLA f- area code might be. <laughs> um, yeah, like, like the team, that, that team, like, really impressed me. And, like, also when I was at the booth at PAX, I mean, I know it was the PR team that I was with, but, like, their enthusiasm and confidence in the game yep. then um, spoke volumes. And the first game was shockingly successful for a smaller title so proud of it. um and it also launched during a crowded period but um I'm, I'm really excited to see that they got a chance to to do a sequel to ghost runner because it's just one of those concepts that the second i heard it and the second i saw it and the second i played it i'm like why hasn't anybody done this before like this is such a perfect match for this aesthetic such a perfect match for like this style of gameplay yeah. And um, because, I'm, I mean, I'm really excited to, j- to jump back in when I get the chance. Like, like Ghost Runner really feels what, like what uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst should have been. Mm-hmm. Because Mirror's Edge Catalyst tried to add more combat and like open worldness to the Mirror's Edge formula because the first Mirror's Edge was so good. And Ghost Runner feels like it, it, it decided to be a spiritual like child of Mirror's Edge and just did what Catalyst was supposed to do but did it so perfectly, like right off the bat. And we didn't have to wait for like three update patches for it to fix itself. Like it just was that good from the get go. And it's really refreshing to see a small team know what they want to make and then just crush it. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those titles that's like so laser focused on exactly what they want to do. Um, and you could tell everybody was on just right on the same page on the same wavelength and just focusing on getting it out and getting it polished. And what's crazy is that small teams like this might've tried to bite off more than they could chew on a sequel and get too ambitious and like, or dilute what makes them special. And that's just not the case here. And again, that alone is just refreshing to be really excited about a high profile indie sequel and have it delivered. And that's what ghost runner two does. It delivers. Um, I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm just, I'm really high, high on the Ghost Runner, like, franchise now. And it makes me really excited about what a potential three could even be. Well, that's awesome. How, how about how long did it take you to finish? It's roughly, it's slightly longer slightly than longer. part one. Okay. But, like, not by much. Like, it's still going to be, like, a 10 to 15 hour game. Okay. Slightly more if you want to collect everything. Yeah. Slightly more if you're not as solid at action games yeah. but like at most you're looking at uh 18 ish hours okay but and also um we have mentioned you know the game is difficult but the first game had a number of assists and stuff that you can yes. turn on too is that still present in the sequel correct okay um because i i just want to mention that for the people that you know yes i personally do like this kind of challenge when it's balanced in the way that ghost runner is but it, it still can be daunting um and so it's nice to know that they're keeping those assists in for, Correct. you know, players to get into this. Because, I mean, first-person platformers can be tough for yeah. a lot of people to get into, especially one that is as fast and demanding as this one. Agreed. Um, but that's about all I, we really can say about Ghost. I mean, like, just play it. If this is even 
remotely in your wheelhouse or potentially what you might want to try, give the demo a shot, get the game a shot, uh, go pick up the first one. Um, it's just very well done, very well made. If we gave scores, I would give it a, uh, a Ghost Runner 2 out of 10. That doesn't sound great when you go oh, yeah, by you're it. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, w- I would give it a, a, a 4.5 out of 5 sakis. And the only reason I don't give it 5 sakis is because uh, it left me wanting more. How dare it? How dare it? Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Uh, I'm Finn, and I want to thank Justin for coming out of his uh, self-imposed content creator break to join me on this because we both love us some Ghost Runner. Yeah, I, and uh, I'm happy. I We didn't mention this at the beginning. We are actually recording this in the same room right now, which yeah, is also something that the, we, we we don't really get to do very often. So it's super fun. So um, this has been nice. Yeah. So I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk some Ghost Runner. I love me some Ghost Runner. So please and enjoy that this review will be entirely overlaid with footage of me being terrible at the game. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> so uh, let's time to sign off. Uh, I'm Finn. And I'm Justin. And we're here with the SDGC. And remember, kindness costs nothing. And also, cake versus pie. <laughs>